All right then, well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, amen. Just want to greet and welcome all of you this morning back to the School of Healing this morning, amen, in the name, awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is so worthy. Matter of fact, he alone is worthy of all of our praise, and we give him glory, we give him honor, we give him praise, this morning because he's so worthy. So we thank the Lord this morning. Amen. That God is our healer. God is our deliverer. We thank God. He's our savior this morning. And we just give him all the praise. We give him all the glory. We give him all the honor because our God reigns. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom and knowledge and love. We just thank God this morning that no one will ever take his place. He still sits on his throne. Amen. And we will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in our mouths. Amen. So we thank the Lord this morning for all of you. Pray this morning that all is well with your soul this morning. I know it's all well with mine. Just glad to be with you this morning. Amen. Another day that the Lord has made. Sunday morning, 6 a.m., February the 28th. Amen. 2001. As we come together this morning for our school of healing. <coughs> Amen. So excited about the word this morning. Going to bless us this morning. Amen. So let's pray. Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your king. Thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory. It all belongs to you. So, Father, we thank you this morning for your word this morning. Thank you for the school of healing this morning. We ask now, Holy Ghost, that you give us a word of wisdom, give us a word of knowledge, touch, heal, God, moved by your spirit this morning in a mighty way. In Jesus' wonderful name, we thank you this morning. Amen and amen. And again, you know, we want to welcome you, Pastor Sheridan, our, our pastors there, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe that's on board, our ministers hopefully this morning, any other clergy that's out there, and of course, all of you this morning, amen, our extended family this morning, we thank God for you rising early and being on the line. Obviously, you're concerned about the healing that God desires for us to have and to walk in, amen, that divine healing, that divine touch this morning that's available to us because we know that with his stripes, we already heal. As Isaiah said, that's already happened. So we can access that healing anytime. Amen. Anytime. Just like getting in the car, driving to the emergency room. We don't have to go nowhere. Just look up to heaven and say, Lord, with your stripes, I am already healed. Amen. Amen. So my, you know, I'm Pastor Lester Hayes this morning. I will be your teacher this morning. Amen. Uh, what God has given me, I will share this morning. And we want to bless God this morning for his mercy. I don't know about you, but I, I, I thank God that Ecclesia, uh, Ecclesia says that there is, I'm sorry, yeah, the Song of Solomon says that there is new mercy every morning. New mercy every morning God gives us this morning. So we want to just encourage you this morning, let you know, last week we talked about Hezekiah, beautiful um, uh, uh, episode in his life where God added 15 more years. But I said all that to say that it was over in 2 Kings uh, chapter 20. We went through those, those those 31 or so verses there just to learn uh, even the more that it is God's will to heal us of all of our diseases, our sicknesses, our infirmities, our calamities, and our afflictions, whether they be 
physically on us or spiritually on us, emotionally on us, financially on us, however they come on us, we know that it is God's will to heal us. Knowing this and, uh, and with this being said requires us to glorify God, to praise God, to bless God. Amen. So that we never forget this is all the benefits that God has given us. This is included in all the benefits. Amen. The benefits are many, more than can be numbered, more than can be counted. But this is one of the ones sometimes seems to be that people forget or set aside because when sickness comes, fear also comes for a lot of people. And the first thing they would do is begin to seek some kind of over-the-counter medication, go to the emergency room, start calling 911, go into panic and fear. Amen. And these are natural emotions that we've all dealt with, experienced, but we've grown and matured to understand that we have audience with heaven in heaven with our Father who's our healer. And we can pray in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of Jesus that, Lord, with your stripes, I'm healed. Amen. We can bind up sickness. We can pray that prayer of faith. And the Bible says in the book of James, the fifth chapter, that that prayer of faith we pray will heal us. That's our prayer. We can't get to the elders of the church, and most times we can't because we don't don't know when that sickness going to come, when that heart attack or that stroke or that cardiac. We don't know when these things are going to come on us and we start feeling bad. But we have that audience in heaven that we can just cry out to the Father. He hears us. He answers us. And he will show us great and mighty things. Just ask him for a touch. Lord, I just need a touch in my physical body right now. I need a touch in my spirit right now. I need a touch, Lord God, in my finances right now. Sometimes people get so stressed out over paying bills like we see some of these folks down in Texas right now. And that's a natural thing, man. When 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 you know snow comes like that, temperature drop like that, water is cut off. You know you have no drinking water, no bathing. All these things, man, become of concern, and people get really, really sick. Sometimes some people have had strokes and heart attacks as a result of that. Some people have actually froze to death from hypothermia and other things. Some older people couldn't get out, couldn't, couldn't you know, couldn't get to their medication. A lot of things, man, cause us to be sick to our stomach sometimes. But we know that God, you know, is our healer. Amen. And I know it's difficult, you know, when we're going through something to even think about praising God, to even think about glorifying God, to even think about blessing the Lord. And right away, we forget that one of the benefits is that it's God's will to heal us. As we read in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 3 through 5, Jesus came and was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him with whose stripes we're already healed. What does that mean? There was 39 stripes on Jesus' body for our physical healing, and his blood was shed for the removing or the remission, the washing away of our sins because sin hinders the healing process. If we deal with the sin, we've dealt with the healing. Amen. And so it doesn't come deal with the healing and then deal with the sin. Sin's got to go first because it's that blocking agent. It gets in the way. It brings death. When sin is conceived, it brings death. It leads us to death. Amen. So we got to get rid of the sin who a lot of times is the number one root cause of my sickness. And it may not be necessarily your sin. Remember, we live in an imperfect, sinful world. Amen. And there are people doing sinful things. And sometimes God say, my people that are called by my name, if they don't humble themselves and pray, all of us suffer sometimes because of that. Amen. Because we're in this world. We're, we're looking at them sinning, but we're not doing what we're supposed to do by praying as God's people. So, you know, all of us have a part to play to ensure that that healing is made available. Amen.
And so I want to read a scripture out of the book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse 25 of the King James Bible. And it says, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. How many of us do that faithfully? You don't have to answer me. Just think about that. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. Man, I start praying this right here for them people down there in Texas, man. And, and even for my own family. And, and, you know, and I said, this thing could have happened to us. He says, I would take sickness away from the midst of thee. Now, that's a promise from God that runs all the way back to Exodus when they were coming out of Egypt. Amen. And look at what God said he's going to do. But he starts out by saying, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. Not this idol image that they just made of the former president, a golden image. No, we don't worship things. We worship God. You know, the Lord our God. And he shall bless our bread and our water. And he will take sickness away from the midst of us. And that's in the book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse 25, the King James Bible. So don't forget it, okay? Don't forget it. Amen. Here's another scripture. I don't want you to forget. It's over in the book of Deuteronomy chapter four, verses uh, nine of the King James Bible. Amen. Deuteronomy, all these uh, uh, scriptures about healing and how God's going to keep us, but he don't want us to forget this. Okay. It's quick to happen when all of a sudden, man, you get so emotional because you know something is going on in your chest, something is happening on your body, you look on your body, you see stuff on your skin, you start feeling bad, shortness of breath, all these symptoms pop up. You know, sometimes we forget, man, that God, God is our healer. And it says, only take heed to thyself. And keep thy soul diligently. Don't lose faith. Don't fall into fear. You have an advocate. His name is Jesus. Least thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen. We've seen God heal folk before. We've seen the miracles. We look in the scripture. We see it all the time. And we just saw it with Hezekiah last week. Added 15 more years. And least they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them to thy sons and thy sons' sons. So you got not only, you got, can't only act a certain way in, 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 when these things happen to you, but you got to remember, we got to pass this on to our children too, train them up in this. So they'll know when they train up in them, it'll come up in them that seed, amen. And that's in the book of Deuteronomy chapter four, verse nine of the King James Bible. And then we know what in the book of Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, the King James Bible says this, and say it, if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Don't be complaining, murmuring. I know it's tough sometimes. And he says, and we'll do that which is right in his sight. Not in everybody else's sight, but in God's sight. And we'll give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. All means all. There aren't any more. Can't miss any. I will put none means none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Nobody else. That's me. I reserve that sole purpose for me. Amen. And we know a lot of diseases, man, was put on the Egyptians just to get them to let God's people go so that they could go worship God. It's the same thing today. You know, God want us to worship him. God want us to praise him. He want us to glorify him. Just like David is writing. Amen. David went through some things. He knew the importance of praise and worship and honoring and glorifying God, especially when you're dealing with a calamity, especially when you're dealing with an outbreak. Amen. But so many times we forget that this is very important because we're trying to appeal to God. I'm praying for these scientists. I'm praying for Jay and for Johnson and Johnson. I'm praying for the Moderna people. I'm praying for all these people. <coughs> They're doing some great work. Even Paul had a position with him, Luke. But I'm also praying for God to be glorified as our healer. 
so that people won't bicker, won't murmur, complain, keep it fresh before them, keep teaching it. Thank God for the school of healing. Amen. Invite people to it that's going through. You know people that are that are sick. Probably done called you for prayer. Say, look, you need to check out our school of healing, man. Because that word of God, man, has got some precious, powerful promises that help you remember that God has always been the healer for his people. You know, and he goes on to say in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 23, the King James Bible. Thank God Pastor Phoebe was over there the other morning when she taught yesterday morning. It says, and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogue. So you see healing here now, all right, is a part of inviting Jesus into the equation. I don't care where it's at. It says about all Galilee. So wherever there's sickness, we can invite Jesus, the healer there, to do, to do miracles of healing. It says in teaching. So there's got to be some teaching so people don't forget in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, which is and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Amen. So healing should be taught among the people. They should be reminded. I'm not the healer. Your bishop, your prophet, not the healer. I don't care how many hands they lay on you. Jesus is the healer. So when you put them big old dirty fingernail hands up on your head with some oil, I don't know what kind of oil. It may be chicken grease. I don't know. But when you put it up on your head, man, you're not putting it up there because you got no power. You're putting it up there because it's just fulfilling what the word says, if there be any sick among you. But what if you can't get to the church, which we can't right now? What if you can't get to the elders? Most of the time they ain't going to come because they think you got COVID. So you might have to do what James said, pray the prayer of faith yourself in the prayer of faith. Your prayer of faith will heal you. You can anoint yourself with all, lay your own hands on you and pray the prayer of faith and God will raise you up. And so he went about doing this, healing all manner of sickness as we read in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. So again, it is the point to prove the point that it is God's will that we be healed. We just have to know how to access it when that sickness, that disease, that infirmity, uh, that calamity, you know, that illness, when it shows up. Amen. So then what will be there and what will be what will we be doing there when we get to heaven? We're not going to be dealing with any sickness. We're not going to be dialing 911. So if that's going to be the case when we get to heaven, y'all, the psalmist David should know some things. And we're going to look at his letter. Amen. His writing to us this morning. It is why I believe he exhorts us to bless, to worship, to praise, to honor, and to serve God, uh, and not to wait until our battle is almost over. We're almost dead. Amen. But we should shout the victory right away. That should be the first thing come out of my mouth when I'm feeling a little bit ill. Probably if you just made it a habit, the illness might not even show up. The feeling might not even show up because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Weeping, it says, and do it for a night. As long as you want to let it hang around, it's going to be like a dark night. You know, and he says, joy will come in the morning. What is in the morning? When you wake up and know that God have not left you, he's still your healer. He's still on the throne. He's still available. Just cry out to him. Just call on him. I promise you, Jeremiah 33, chapter 33, verse 3, of the King James Bible said that he will hear us. Not only hear us, but answer us and show us great and mighty things that thou knowest not. That great and mighty things is it just takes one little touch from Jesus. His virtue will go out. That bomb of Gilead is still available and is still potent today to heal. Amen. So it is God's will. Amen. And David is saying all we have to do is learn to honor God, to serve God, and not to wait until the battle is almost over. But we shout the victory now from the position of victory. Why? Because we are citizens of Jehovah's kingdom now. 
That's a spiritual kingdom. We've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, which is the kingdom of light. And this is why we deal with the word, because at the entrance of the word, it giveth us light. Giveth us light to do what, Pastor Sherry? We can see the spiritual kingdom of God. It's in the word. It ain't out here. The Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 20, it said, don't be out here looking low there, looking up in the sky, man. You know, yeah, thank God for the rainbows. Thank God for the beautiful formations up in the sky. But he said, that's not where my kingdom is at. My kingdom is within you because you got the word in you. It has come into you. And at the entrance of that word, it gives it light so you can see yourself healed. If you don't see yourself healed, you probably won't pray the prayer of faith. And so you won't be healed. You know. And so, you know, and so we got to understand what David is calling us to do here because he knew some things. Amen. We are already citizens of Jehovah's kingdom, which is a spiritual kingdom, just like Israel is his chosen people now. But they're going to have to wait, my God, for him to restore them. Amen. That they will worship him as their king. They first had him, but they rejected him. Amen. But he didn't stop loving them. He didn't abandon them. as They still his people. Amen. He, you know, God's beloved son, Jesus Christ is still going to be their Lord. Amen. Verse of, uh, Bible says in first, the book of first Peter, chapter two, verse nine through 11, the King James Bible. And I never want you to forget this. We are a part of Jehovah's kingdom right now. Chosen before the foundation of the world. I need to establish this fact because it's linked to your healing directly to your healing. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal peace to it and holy nation. I peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness. Sickness is where darkness is at into his marvelous light. There's no sickness in that marvelous light, which in times past were not people because we bicker, murmuring, complain about everything just like they did when Moses had to settle them down and tell them he is the Lord your God that healeth thee. Stop all that murmuring and complaining. God's got it. But are now, but are now, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy. New mercy comes every morning. We had before, but we got it now every morning, brand new, you know, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech ye as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul so you can see it has something to do with us not walking in what we've been called to walk in so if we're not we're being led away by our own lustful desires you know to doubt god you know the, the murmur the bicker complain to not be satisfied you know so so he's paul is, uh, is writing peter's writing here to let us know we do have another option amen always been there before the foundation of the world we have inherited a kingdom we're citizens of that kingdom. We've inherited from the king of the kingdom. And there is a kingdom that's coming here on earth that he's going to establish, which is a physical kingdom. And only those who are now in the spiritual kingdom of the spiritual kingdom is within them who God is, who God was, and who God promises to be. That has to be in us now because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. What do you mean, pastor? Who is the greatest? What God was, what God is, and what God is going to be through the, it's already in us. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel is already in us. He oh, said, I man. want to be in you and with you. Yeah. You know, not only you, but all believers. Mm. You know, first John four and four, the book of first uh, John chapter four, verse four, he says, Hey, greater is he who God was, who God is, and who God's going to be is already in us. You know, and so he's saying there that, that if you're a citizen of the kingdom now. You're going to be a citizen of the kingdom then. Amen. Wow. Wow. And if God is a healer now, 
God is going to be a healer then. And there will be no sickness. Amen. There will be no sickness. You know, there will be trees in that city, man, for they got leaves on it for the healing of the nations. You know, so if it's going to be like that, then we might as well operate in our citizenship now, not for a victory, but from that position of victory where we've already been seated in heaven, the place with Christ Jesus. In other words, I have the power in my tongue to speak things that be not as though they were. I can speak just like now my citizenship in the kingdom of God, which is where there's no sickness, no disease. I'm already here. You can do the same thing where there will be no more sickness or disease. Amen. So if it's going to be then, it also is now because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did this before the foundation of the world. So we are exalted by David in the book of Psalms, chapter 103. Let's go there. That's where we're going to pick up our lesson this morning. Amen. Pray and hope I get through this. But if we don't, that's okay. I always got next Sunday. So he exalts us here. As we look in the book of Psalms, chapter 103, the King James Bible, we're going to look at about 21 verses here, maybe, or as far as we can go this morning, to bless God. He's telling us to bless God. It's so important. He's telling us to bless God. You know why? Because David knew that healing is one of those benefits. David knew the grace and the delivering power of God. Many, many times he experienced this. He, he experienced sickness. He was tired. He was worn. He was torn. He was beat down. He was threatened to be killed. You know, he, has, he, he knew that God is, 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 a, is a God of grace and deliverance and mercy. So many times David saw this firsthand. And so he knew that if that's the case, I'm going to write about how many times, you know, that God provided me with one of those benefits. So it'll benefit you. And so this is why we, we choose this psalm right here, because it's, it's not a one-time thing. It's a culmination of all the benefits that David received from God yes. over the course of his life, starting when he was a young boy, you know. And so we're going to get the benefit from this. And I was so blessed because one of those is healing. Amen. One of those benefits is healing. And so this is why, you know, there are many benefits. Uh, God pardons David of his sin. Amen. David's life became so frail when he was fleeing from Saul. He experienced weakness. Amen. But he also experienced the fullness of praise and worship and gratitude. I mean, you know, the greatest person to bestow a blessing upon us is David, you know, besides God. Why? Because David had this unique relationship with God. He saw it from the highest point of his of his uh, kingship and he saw it from the lowest point and in between. Many, many times, many, many experiences. And so he encourages us in this psalm, don't forget the benefits. Healing is one of them. Amen. Because God bestowed a blessing upon David. David blesses and honors an infinite God, not a finite God. His, uh, he's saying to us that every created being that God created should praise him as is appropriate. So if God heals me, I praise God which is appropriate to my healing, you know, not the doctor, not the medication, not science. In other words, what David is calling for here is a pouring out of our soul to do more, you know, not just a few words of thanksgiving. Well, I knew God was going to come through. No, he's saying it's got to run deeper than that. Deeply in what he's saying, you know, beyond outward uh, 
forms of expression, but he's talking about going into the realm where you get into the soul, that soul music, where it becomes music of the soul, a soul music. You know, everybody likes soul music. Y'all remember soul music, soul club, you know, we remember all that, you know, but David is saying here, yeah, I'm calling for soul music, but I'm also calling for the soul of music, where you making those songs and melodies melodies in your heart. So let's look at what David says here, man, in the book of Psalms, chapter 103, starting at verse one. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Listen now, O my soul, not my mouth, you know, not my tongue, but O my soul, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So this is a different kind of praise and outpouring here. This is a different kind of worship here. This is a different kind of honor and service here. David is saying, I'm talking to my soul now. You know, I'm not just talking to my, my mind, my, my mouth, my voice. He, you know, he was a worshiper. You know, he knew about all that. He knew about those forms of expression. He knew about singing those songs, but he wrote a lot of them. But this time it's personal. It's more intimate. David is saying, if you really, really want to get that breakthrough, get to that realm of breakthrough, you got to pour out your soul. You got to speak to your soul in hymns and songs. You got to tell your soul that we will bless the Lord. We will magnify the Lord. Pastor Sheriff and I experienced that personally. This is why I can identify with this. This is probably why God called us to teach this. It's because we went here. We had to. We had nothing else back in on, on November the 20th. We cried out. We were broken. We thought we were going to die, but we went deeper and deeper, crying out to God, refusing to give in, refusing to give up. And I heard God say, fight. You know, that, that fight took us, man, all the way to a point, man, where we thought there was going to be no return. And it was at that point right there, something broke in our spirits and healing began to come in that place and rescue us. And so understand what David is saying here. This is not your typical bless the Lord by saying, Lord, I bless you. No, he's calling his soul to get in on it. He's calling the very depths of his being, his existence to get in on it. And it's at that deep place right there where the breakthrough comes, where the breaking of the of the enemy trying to kill and steal and destroy you with whatever that sickness, that infirmity or that disease. Is. There is such a place. David is telling us, he said, look, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. He's telling his soul. I'm blessing you with my mouth. I'm singing songs of praise, Lord. But I realize there's something deeper that you're calling for. You're calling for me to go deeper into the soulish realm. That deep, deep inner, inner place. Cry out from there, David is saying, mm. you know, bless his holy name. Let, let your soul bless the Lord. Let your soul magnify the Lord. He says, bless the Lord. Said it again in verse two. Oh, my soul and forget not all, meaning any of them, all of them, every one of them. OK, his benefits, how God deals with us. David is remembering here how God has dealt with him in trials and tribulations and circumstances that was beyond his control. But he knew that it was God who got him through. And he went out singing. He went out with people in front singing, people in the back singing, people praising. He carried out choirs with him, praise teams with him. But it was when David got to that point, man, of being broken, you know, because he knew that broken spirit, that broken and contrite spirit, God would not despise. That's that place God is calling us to. That's that place we had to go to when we got our healing, our breakthrough. I understand. I can relate to this place. You got to get you got to relate to this place. Go here. You know, you ought to go here every day. 
You know, I try to get here every day. In other words, getting prepared because I know there could be another diagnosis. I know there could be another attack. I know that these things can return. And so I have to visit that place often, often, so that when I come on this line, I can speak from a position of victory because I've gone through this. I can identify with this. I have a personal connection and relationship with this. And this is what we want you to have. We've been through this. We ain't talking to you about something that we heard about. No, we lived through this. We was taken to that deep place where our souls began to magnify God. Our souls began to pray to God. Our souls began to worship God. Everything that was in us began to worship God and call on God and plead with God for help and for healing and for deliverance. And he came through because we realized it was his will all along. But we had to find that place of discovery. That place of visitation, <coughs> that place where only healing <coughs> from the power of God, from the touch of heaven could find you and locate you and raise you up. So you could rule out every other form of healing and know that God is our healer and it is his will. We've been there now. No turning back. And God have not removed that place. He's still calling others to that place. And David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all or any of his benefits, any of them. You know, how he deals with us. Verse 3, he says, who forgiveth, you know, who forgiveth, amen, all of our sins. Amen. He forgiveth all of our iniquities, who healeth all our diseases. Look at what he's saying. These are benefits he's telling us. He yeah. says, who forgiveth. In other words, that word forgiveth, what he's saying is a transit verse. He's saying he passes over. Why? He's the forgiver. He can do whatever he wants to. When you ask him to forgive you and you cry out to him, he's going to help you. He's a forgiver. No one else but God can do that. Never use but of this is only used of God because when we actually sin, we sin against God. When we doubt God, we're sinning against God. Sometimes that poor mouth, oh, Lord, me, God, I'm going through again. To me, it's a sin because you're doubting God. You trusted them yesterday when you went and prayed for your friend and you brought their name to the prayer line and today you're going through some things, man, a little sniffle in the nose and you think you, man, you freaking out. Oh, y'all pray for me. I don't feel good. You know, and look at what he's saying. God, to forgive, he'll pass over you, you know. Nobody else can do that but God, you know. That is the forgiver, you know, we're talking about here. He says, all thine iniquity who healeth all thy diseases. Mm -hmm. Not some of them, but all of them. My God. Man, you ought to rush to God when your toes start hurting, when your tooth start hurting. Just rush to Go to him right away. Go deep. Get deep in there and watch that touch come. Why? It ain't no magical touch. It's just a touch from God because you visited that deep place and that deep place is a place of discovery where you discover the supernatural, miraculous power of God. You will even hear his voice in that place because we heard his voice. Pastor Sharon was upstairs and heard his voice. I was downstairs and heard his voice and I remember distinctly what he said. I'm not the one trying to kill you, son. My son, Satan is. He's the one that comes but for to kill, steal, and to destroy. If I had never heard that word before in the book of John, uh, chapter 10, verse 10, which Pastor Every had just taught a few days before, I would not have had any recollection. I wouldn't have had no reference point. I'd have had nothing to base nothing on. Thank God for David's writing. David had experienced so many things so many times that he wrote 150, responsible for 150 songs just to remind us of how great our God is mm. so that we don't forget all of his benefits. 
this. <coughs> that God will, will, will pass over us sometimes to show us favor. Because he understands our frailty. He understands sometimes what it takes to get us to that deep place to take a deep dive where we <coughs> begin to require of our souls and of our inner man to, to, to cry out to God for that healing, that place of discovery where we, we discover that touch from God that nobody else can give us, that divine touch. I experienced that right here at this counter. Pastor Sharon experienced that on her way to the bathroom. So it ain't no particular place where you can experience that. You can dive in that deep place with God, man, and let your soul pour out. Let your soul bless God. Sometimes we have to be taken there, you know, against our will sometimes just to see what we're gonna, how we're going to respond. I used to say, put up a shut up. I had to tell my wife that one time. She came to me and asked me what to do about surgery, and you heard her reference that surgery. And as hard as it was for me, went downstairs and got alone and prayed. She up on the bed suffering in pain and I couldn't do nothing. And I pulled myself away and went down into, in the, into the, the downstairs and began to pray and weep and cry out to God. And he told me, go tell her to put up a shut up. Because we had been telling people about the healing power of God, what God can do. And I had to go up there, man, and say, baby, I heard the Lord say, put up a shut up. And guess what? She shut up and she put up. And she did what God told her to do. And God healed her. So don't tell me. Many a time we've had to trust God. Verse 4 he says, Who redeemeth us as kinmen. He don't just redeem us as anybody. We're his kinfolk. You know, we're part of his family. Why? Because we hear the word of God, which is his kingdom principles, his laws, his rules of the kingdom, as we learned over in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 21, 22, Pastor Phoebe taught us that. You know, so it's not just the biological line or lineage, but it's also the kinsman that he said, hear my father's word and do it. We had, we had to do the word that morning. We had to do the word when we was going through. I had to do the word back in December 2015 when I got diagnosed with cancer. I had to do the word all the way back in 2003. I ain't know really what all I was doing, but I know the word was working and it's working now. And I was a broken man. I was a big old six foot four, 230 pound crybaby. But I had to learn really what was taking place in the spirit realm. God does not despise a broken heart in a contrite spirit. You ought to visit that place sometimes. Get some of the best touches from God in the world. Lady who had issue of blood for 12 years, she had to get low, crawl through the crowd. She had one objective. Get to that place where I can just touch the hem of his garment and I can be touched. And Jesus was the one that said, virtue has gone out of me. Somebody touched me me there is such a place where the kinsman can go where the redeemer is he says redeems who redeemeth thy life from destruction who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy talking about that compassion that expands to us you know remembering David says God remembers our afflictions. He remembers our misery. He remembers, amen, the wormwood and the gall. God remembers this. He remembers my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humble in me, you know. This is a, a, a recaller to his mind, he says, therefore have I hope, you know. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not, you know. 
They are new every morning. This is what Solomon wrote about in Ecclesiastes. He said, great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, there it is, saith my soul. There your soul needs to discover what you have discovered. That you sometimes and I sometimes and we sometimes forget. But our soul don't forget. It is well with, with my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeketh him. My God. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Part of that salvation is healing. One of those benefits. As we read in the book of Lamentations chapter 3 verse 19 through verse 26. Verse 5 he says. Who satisfies the mouth with good things. So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. We know what Isaiah prophesied in the book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. No need to panic. You're going to run and not be weary. You're going to walk and you're not going to faint. Wait, I say, on the Lord and be of good cheer. And he will strengthen thine heart. Going to renew it like an eagle. You know, I pray that you live a normal life with longevity and die a normal natural death at that appointed time. Just like we do for ourselves. That's God's will and desire for us. In the meantime, he is standing by to renew our strength like the, like the eagles. He wanted to mount up. You know, but we got to be able to bless the Lord. Our souls have got to cry out. Here, Ecclesiastes reminds us several times, picked up what David was saying. It's something about going to that realm where the soul begins to engage God. And you will know when you get there, you know. Uh, he's, he's saying this, David is, it's a universal message. It's to everybody. There's nobody getting on passes. You know, there's no way around it. If you really want to know the touch you want to know what the balm of Gilead is. You want to know what those healing virtues are. If you want to know, man, the healing power of God, learn to go there sometimes. I'm only speaking because Pastor Sharon and I have experienced it. We would be wrong not to tell you that it's real. It's real. The touch is real. The help is real. The place is real. The breakthrough is real. The miracle is real. You know, we're living to tell about it. But God has this right here as a part of his kingdom, as a citizen of the kingdom of God. This is where you experience this at. The first thing you got to do is become a part of the kingdom. How do you do that, Pastor? You give your life to the Lord. It's real simple. You know, you give your life to the Lord. There is no way around it. You know, give your life to the Lord. You get all these benefits. Verse 6, he says, I'm going to read one or two more verses and we're going to stop here. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. In other words, when sickness come, infirmity come, disease come, because Jesus has already shed that blood, have already bore those stripes, Jesus deals with those things for us. He executed righteousness and judgment on those things for us. He fights those battles for us. That's why it says in the book of James, pray the prayer of faith. Lay hands on your own self. Anoint yourself with oil. Have you some oil in your purse, a little vial. Anoint yourself with it. Every day, going out, coming in, getting up, laying down. Do it. And guess what he says? You know, he's going to fight these things for us, execute judgment and righteousness against these things, you know, because they got to go through him to get to you. You know, these are the things right here that oppress us. You know, Satan uses them to kill us and destroy us. But Jesus said, I come, remind yourself, remind your soul. Jesus has come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly, you know. You know, on all these things, that's what the Lord would do for us. Verse seven, and we're going to end right here. It says, and remember now, this is for everybody. Nobody's exempt. 
You pray the prayer of faith and look what he said. God will raise you up. That's the that's the righteous judgment of God. If he decides to raise you up, he's going to raise you up. Nothing can stop it. If he decides to leave you there, he'll give you grace that will be sufficient for you. You know that in all your afflictions, his grace will appear upon you and you can go ahead and rejoice. That's what Paul taught us. He go in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 8 and 9. It's all right there. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And Paul said, I'd rather glory in my affliction that your grace may appear upon me. Verse seven, he says, he made known his ways, meaning the reasons he acted and was visible to the people in their children. It was only to be understood by his people. When God do things like this, first, he wanted to be understood by us that have been chosen. And then it goes out from there because we're the witnesses now. We're the ambassadors now. We're not the salesmen. We're the ambassadors. We're the ministers of reconciliation. You know, we're the ones who do the work of the evangelist now. We're the ones who are called to tell the testimony, the word of our testimony. Look at what God has done. That's what he's saying. That he made known his ways through us, y'all. And we tell people why God did it because he chose to. Look at what it said. Unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Okay, so, you know, God's merciful goodness wants to be he wants it to be known. Who better to make it known, Pastor, than someone who's experienced it? This is what David is doing with us. And so what you think God going to do with us? If he did this with David, don't you think he's going to do this with us? Yes. Hmm? We say David was saved. We chosen. David was chosen. You know, and so we're going to uh, end right there. You know, just be uh, mindful. <clears throat> You know that uh, according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10, the King James Bible, it says, fear thou, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with my right hand of my righteousness. And, and I love the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 14, the King James Bible. He says, heal me. Listen to Jeremiah. Heal me, O Lord. And I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For thou art my praise. Goes back to David. That praise, man, you are my praise because I know you can do it. And another scripture in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 6, which we reference Jeremiah 33, 3 a lot of times. Look at what he says here. This is the prophet Jeremiah. Now, two scriptures he gives us here. He says, Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them. And will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. Because God wants you to continue to have peace about him being your healer. But he wanted to be based on truth. He wanted to be based on truth. Uh, as we read in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, the King James Bible, he said, Who his own self bear our sin, that as sin issue, God dealt with it, in his own body on the tree. So sin has no more dominion on you. It should not be the reason you miss your healing. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Pastor, how do I live unto righteousness? Been knowing that according to the book of 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 through 9, that if I have sinned, I should confess my sins. I should ask God to forgive me who is faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me of all my righteousness so that when I need to dive to that place where I, my soul can bless God, my soul can praise God, where I can get that breakthrough, experience that supernatural touch from God, sin ain't the reason why I'm missing my healing. 
Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, forbids that. It says, but he was wounded for our transgression. So I don't have to go there anymore. To, you know, he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement, listen to it, of our peace was upon him. Yeah. So, you know, sin, sin ain't the issue no more. It shouldn't be. And with his stripes, we are healed. Got to get to that place. In the meantime, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Father, we thank you this morning. Yes, we praise Lord. you this morning for your word. We still know and reinforce the fact that it is your will to heal us. There is a touch, but there is a place, Lord, for that touch to take place. We pray this morning in the name of Jesus that as a result of this word, that people will seek for that place, that intimate place, God, that place of brokenness where you will not despise that broken heart and that contrite spirit. That one that's longing for you, searching for you as a deer panteth after the water brooks, oh, our soul longeth after thee. Take us to that place, Father. Take us to that place where you are real. Take us to that place, God, where sickness cannot go, infirmity, disease, nothing that's not of God can visit that place. Take us to that place of, of holiness and sanctification, justification and purification. That place, God, where when we need that divine heavenly touch, there's nothing standing in between us and you. Because we know it's your will to heal us. And so, Father, we give you praise going on this morning for this word. We're even praying for the lost souls right now, the backsliders. We're praying for prodigal sons and daughters right now who are suffering from a particular type of sickness. They don't know what to do with sin. <clears throat> but we know that you will forgive it. We know, God, if they'll repent and believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they shall be saved. So we're praying today be a day of deliverance and salvation for all that don't know Jesus, don't know the healing power of God, don't know that their souls will greatly magnify the Lord Great. if they allow you to save their souls to the uttermost. It's our prayer today in Jesus' name that you will forgive our sins and heal our land yes, right now. Yes, yes, and so we thank you for it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, yeah. Pastor Sharon, yes. praise the Lord. Amen praise. and amen.